this is Family Court Vision. The podcast where a woman and her son discuss all things basketball. On today's episode, we have the goat and the baby goat. We have, what, Ben Simmons news? What a shock. And do you think Kyrie would end his career just on principle? Yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put that out there now. Yeah. Um, for our predictions, are we going to go with Jack's heart or with mom's brain? And our movie review of Air Bud, did Jack cry when he watched that movie? That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, let us boogie. Welcome to episode 40 of Family Court Vision. It is 7 p.m. on Wednesday, October 13th. The big 4-0. That's right. This is 40. This is 40. Yes. Right? Yes, that's right. Is that episode a movie? 40. This is 40. TV show? Movie? I no, don't know. I think it was a movie. I think movie? it was a Judd Apatow movie. I have never seen it. Okay, I'll take your word for it. 40, Speaking episode of- 40. Speaking of movies, you were home this weekend and we watched a movie together. The yes. Big oh, yes. Yes. The got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember being home. Do you, I, couldn't remember I was just going to say, do you remember that you were home? Because you were home like Wednesday through Sunday. So. Yes. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Um, I was home because I was having my first in-person rehearsals for a play that I'm in. Mm-hmm. First in-person rehearsals that I've had since February of 2020. Um, been far too long, but, um, Mm -hmm. but it was very exciting. The rehearsals were on Long Island. So I stayed at your, your house for five days. Uh, It's our house. That's right. It'll always be your house too. Um, and we watched a movie and we watched a movie, the big, and and there was no basket, there was no basketball in it. No, there was Mm -hmm. no basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah. But that's pretty much what it, the, the news with me. What's new with you? Well, we got a new mattress. It hasn't arrived yet, but we ordered right. a new mattress. Mm-hmm. Um, our current mattress is um, 28 years old. Just. <laughs> yeah. There have, been, there have been times over the years that we've been like, we should get a new mattress. And then we just didn't. So mm-hmm. now we did. Now we did. Uh, so that was that's that's it. I had a three day weekend. Your sister was a guest at the first wedding she's ever been to in her life. Glad, glad the her first won't be her own. That's right, that's right. She got a little practice. It was like a little rehearsal. She mm-hmm. said it was a lot like a sweet sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty easy. Um, yeah. I guess we'll move into basketball news of the week. Yeah. All right. So we have a little bit of kind of general basketball and sports news. So um, the first big one for me is Athletes Unlimited. Athletes Unlimited is a, I wrote this down specifically what it is. It's a um, player, player managed pro sports league. 
they've worked with women's sports, I think softball, some other women's sports. Volleyball, and they've, yeah. mm-hmm. they've decided to sign on to women's basketball. So they're going to have a short five-week season in the winter in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hoping they're going to have 44 players. They've signed three right now, but they do. They will be announcing 44, and they have not yet announced um, their venue. But they plan to start in January of this year, have a five-week season. Um, they're hoping that this will allow more of the women to stay here and not have to play overseas in their off season because not only is it good to keep them here, but, um, the compressed seasons means they'd have time to rest and recuperate in between their seasons. Mm -hmm. So it might make, make the W even stronger, but you know, what's really cool about it. I'm ready. Each, (laughs) Each week, there are opportunities for each player to earn points, like league points. The top four points earners for the week are named captains. So there are no team owners. Mm -hmm. So the top four points earners are named team captains. They shuffle up the lineups. And each week, there are four teams, but it could be different teams. You might play with this person this time, that person another time. There's no owners. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, I hadn't heard of it until I saw you put it on the on the script here, and I looked yeah. into it. Um, but yeah, so it's a league where there's there's no no set teams. the The captains get to draft their teams mm-hmm. um, each week based on how well they did. Um, and so it's interesting. I've never heard of or even thought of a basketball league that's like individual oriented, right? Um, that, you know, it leads from there rather than from the team. So, right. Um, so that's cool. And so they yeah. feel that they feel that basketball just really lends itself to this format. So it's interesting. It's cool. And, and like you said, a good way for, for players in the off season to make more money, to stay mm-hmm. here or at least to stay in America. Um, and to hopefully then give themselves more time to rest for next season. So good. And it's also, um, it's good for maybe people who, aren't in the WNBA as well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's kind of a little bit like a G League mm-hmm. or also people maybe who weren't drafted or whatever. We have, in talking about the um, players who play abroad, we a number of the Liberty are abroad. Um, Sammy is in Australia. Natasha Howard is in, no, I don't know what countries. Oh, in Russia. She's in Russia. Beck Allen's in Spain. Jazz Jones is in Turkey. She's been posting pictures of some beautiful food. So that's kind of cool that they, it is cool that they get to travel for that, but it is, oh, Rashonda Gray is in Italy. Yeah. The, the French ladies are in France. But, you know, if they get a chance to stay home, some people might not want to travel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure it depends on players. Some, I'm sure, like to mm-hmm. go abroad in the, in the off season, mm-hmm. but. Um, but there have already been a couple of WNBA mm-hmm. players who have signed on to this Athletes Unlimited. So there's definitely right. p- people that prefer this avenue. So cool. Okay. Just quickly, because this is just about a week old. I feel like this happened about four and a half minutes after we recorded last week. 18 former NBA players uh, defrauded insurance of $4 million between 2017 and 2020. So a uh, number, most of them, if not all at this point, have been arrested and there may, there are other unnamed co-conspirators involved. So it's, uh, it's a lot. Not, yeah, not a, not a good situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. Yeah. And then finally, in our general kind of sports news, basketball news, um, Zaire Wade, who's Dwayne Wade's child, um, just signed a G League contract and is expected to join the um, Salt Lake City Stars, which is a jazz affiliate, which his father owns minority ownership in that team. So that's yeah, I wonder how that. I wonder how that came to be. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Zaire Wade is, um, as you said, Dwayne Wade's son, and so he was a high-profile person just because of that. Um, but he did not come out of high school as like a top recruit for colleges. He had a couple of offers, but not from any of the the major schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is going this path instead. This you know professional slash pre professional route. Um, making some money and, you know, used his connections. So. That's right. Why not? Yeah. Nepotism has been, and, and if it's just based solely on talent and skill, fantastic. But if it is based on nepotism, fine. Lots of people have used that for bajillions of years. So good for him. Yes. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, Dwayne Wade himself wasn't a big star coming out of high school. He went to, uh, you know, a less uh, a less renowned school in terms of basketball, Marquette. And in doing so, he, you know, he built a reputation. He became a star and he was the fifth pick in the in the draft, I think. And obviously, you know, became an all-time player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. So, um, so yeah. I have one more item. Okay. J.R. Smith. Oh, yes. This is, I love this story. Who did J.R. Smith play for? A bunch of teams uh, spent some time with Denver, the Knicks. He won a championship with LeBron in Cleveland. Also technically won a championship two years ago with LeBron with the Lakers, but he didn't really play. Um, So he's a, you know, he's like an oldish guy. Yeah, he's definitely into his 30s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he has decided to play college golf. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's in North Carolina. Is that right? Now I can't remember, but that sounds right. Wherever it is, he, this summer... Signed up to be a freshman in college, and he is a freshman walk-on for the golf team. That's right. Yeah. So he's been playing a couple of tournaments. Yeah. They just had an outing this weekend or earlier this week. Um, But it's been fun. I I think I follow him on Twitter, and he's he's very fun on Twitter because he's tweeting out, like, Got an eighty-five on my midterm. Yes, <laughs> things like that. You know, like oh, I'll have to, I'll have to follow him. It's just you know, it's just fun to you know follow this guy who I don't, I can't remember. He may have not gone to college, or maybe only did one year of college and then got drafted. Well, he's a freshman, like so he can't be that far along. Yeah. So to see somebody you know into his thirties mm-hmm. now going back and re-experiencing college is it's fun. And why not? And do sports too. Why not? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, let's get into WNBA. WNBA. I just want to show you my handwritten notes. I have a whole page for WNBA. Okay, I'll sit back and let you let a you spew. A whole page. No, you can't do that. Okay. Um, oh my goodness! I had another another. I'll put it. Uh, I had another random basketball news. I'm going to throw it in, and then we'll do WNBA news. So, an NCAA poll of anonymous coaches picked Gonzaga's men as the winners this year. 
like predicting them to be the the March Madness winners. However, their head coach is missing the season opener because he had a DUI arrest in September and he's suspended and isn't even starting the season with them. Interesting. Okay. All right, that was it. Okay, WNBA news. Um, All right. Oh, we've got a lot. Okay, so playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. We have the semifinals. Uh, The Sky beat the Sun 79 to 69 uh, on October 6th. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was the actually the night that we last recorded. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was yeah. later that night. Yeah. Okay. Then the Aces beat the Mercury 93 to 76. And then the Mercury beat the Aces 87 to 84 to get into the finals. There mm-hmm. was a in that last game, there was a great block by Griner at the end. Yeah. Yes, yeah, saved the game. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. It was great. And then on Sunday was finals game one. The sky. Yes. Sky beat the Mercury 91 to 77. But let me just point a couple of things out. Before we do that, can I just have yeah. some thoughts about semifinals? Oh, yeah. Um, so for both of these teams, this is their first um, finals. Well, I guess this is finals, but finals appearance since 2014. They, they uh-huh. This is a rematch of the 2014 finals. Mm-hmm. The Sky's um, 2014 appearance was their only finals appearance in franchise history, mm-hmm. and they did not win the Mercury one. I just want to point out again that this is why I picked Candace Parker as my MVP. The Sky have been good the, the past couple of years, but this one big addition, all of a sudden, they're in the finals. Yeah. Um, I hadn't realized that because, you know, uh, Vandersloot was my villain last year. Uh-huh. Just because she stomped all over the Liberty. Right. And she was very good, obviously yeah. very good. And I didn't really, I didn't pay attention. Last year was the wobble, my first year watching the W or any basketball, I didn't really pay attention to anything other than Liberty. I'm someone who like has to build on stuff year after year. So I started with the Liberty, watched them, didn't really pay attention to anything else. So I assume because she was really fantastic and I didn't like her because she was really fantastic, um, that they were really good. So I did not realize that they hadn't been in the finals for seven years. And now Candace Parker came back and now they are. And and Vandersloot, I have to say, is really complimentary to all of her t- teammates. She has great things to say about Candace Parker. She's got great things to say about Kalia Copper. She's really very complimentary to her teammates. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that translates on the court as well. I mean, she makes everybody around her better. Um, yeah. So... So yeah, so this is, I mean, the, if Candace Parker was to win this one, this is this is like the equivalent to LeBron going back to Cleveland and winning mm-hmm. one. You know, she she mm-hmm. went back to her hometown. They never won one before. And now they're up 1-0, so we'll see. Um, and uh, I just want to point out quickly, did you know that both of us predicted a Sky Aces final? We did. So we came within about a minute of having both our finalists go to the finals. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, and you picked this guy to win it all. So so I could still be right. That's right. So we shall see. Okay, go ahead. Finals. But now as the year has gone on, I like the Mercury better. So I don't, I think I hope I'm not right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So finals, here's what I want to point out. So the sky's last game was on the sixth. That was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then the Mercury had a game out out of town or in town on Friday when they got in. Friday the was in was in Vegas. Was in Vegas. Yeah. So they were not in their home, they were not in their hometown. Yeah. After the game, 
Diana Taurasi got on transportation, went back to her hometown. Her wife gave birth to a baby at 4.30 in the morning Saturday. So she played Friday night. And days before that, got home, had a baby at 4.30 in the morning, spent the rest of the day Saturday. Sunday had a midday game because it was like a three o'clock game, I think. Had a midday game. That's a lot for one weekend. Yes. Yeah. So I am not expecting the sky to easily sweep because DT's got a little time to recoup. I'm I'm uh-huh. sure that I'm sure, you know, the family's giving her some time to to be to have some quiet and 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 sleep and things. Mm-hmm. And she might be back. Not that she wasn't there. No, you know, not that she even mentally wasn't there. She was I can't imagine being that on right after yeah. having a baby, you know, your partner yes, having yes, a baby. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that's all I want to say about that. Yeah, uh, uh, in just an insane weekend mm-hmm. when you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, she hit a huge three uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of game five in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And then Griner had that that block. So the two mm-hmm. of them kind of, you know, sealed it. In her post-game interview, she says... Babe, I'm coming. Hold it in. <laughs> she gets on a private plane, jets back out to Phoenix. Uh-huh. You know, Baby. spends, you know, essentially At, 24 well, hours. Even before that, after they won, she was in the locker room spraying champagne all over everybody. Uh-huh. And then went home. Yes. Wife yeah. had a baby, did the whole thing, and then it said she was at the hospital until 7.30 on game, 7.30 in the morning on game day. Mm-hmm. Went home, showered, and then went to the arena. Amazing. Because it was a date, it was a daytime, it was like you said, it was a yeah. three o'clock yeah. Yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh just ri- Which just was probably early, it probably earlier than three over there, right? Time time zones. Yeah. Right? So if she was at the hospital till seven and the game was at like one or something. Yeah. That's although I don't know what I don't know what time zone seven was yeah. in. But, I don't either. but yeah. Um but so, yeah, yeah. just it just it just absolutely insane. There, yep. also, nobody does that, and she just did. So um, Cunningham is expected to be back tonight. She was out with a calf strain, so that'll be helpful too. Yes, and and Tarasi herself has been injured throughout these playoffs. She missed. Oh my god! She missed. The she Liberty had like game. a broken toe, a strained calf. Yeah, she Someone missed the Liberty her- game. I believe she missed the first game of the next series, and then she's been hobbling around for the rest yeah. of it. One of the one of the games, she got knocked on her head. I think that was the last semifinal game. Knocked on her head, like for the next twenty minutes, was in the game, but like holding the back of her head, running slowly, staying out of like to the out to the edges, and then boom, back in. Yeah, and even even without all that stuff, even without the injuries to their team, even without the injuries to her and mm-hmm. the birth of the baby, they. Uh, had only one day in between their semifinal mm-hmm. game and right, the final game. Right, that's what I'm game, saying, yeah. And the Sky had three, so... Right. Uh, right. I'm not shocked that the Sky took game one. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah. Also, in the game, I believe it was after the first quarter, they announced the GOAT, which was... Who, who was it? Yeah. Uh, it was this player named Diana Tarazi. Yeah. So... so so the W uh, gave out a list of 25 players who were the greatest of all time players and let the fans vote who's the greatest of all time. And Diana Shazi was voted. 
That's greatest of all time. The others in the top five were Sue Bird, Maya Moore, Candace Parker, and Cynthia Cooper. That also, you know, did I don't know, did they find out then who was named the GOAT? Did the players find out then? I don't know. I have no idea. So, you know, Parker might have had some revenge to get or something. I don't know. Mm. It's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, and they had a bunch of the 25 there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as part of that. And it's just so cool that three out of the top five, we see play- Sue Bird might not be coming back next year, but, mm-hmm. you know, we saw playing mm-hmm. this year. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, um, I do have to say a little bit more on this topic. So uh, the first thing that annoys me is they just kind of snuck it in there in the middle of two quarters and there wasn't a lot of fanfare for the rest of us to see. And that annoyed me because when they talk about, oh, we need to do some storytelling and that's how we're going to get more emphasis on the league. This is a good story to tell. And instead, we just got to see a clip of it like at a commercial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing. Um, There's a lot of talk about merchandise and how much merchandise sells and who sells the most merchandise. And why did they not have some kind of a goat shirt or something? Like a, you know, with a replica of the little, there were patches on the, you know, that said it. one of them was like the, the, the league logo patch. There was another was a basketball patch that were on the, on the jackets, very cool varsity jackets. And mm-hmm. why, why didn't we have that? We, people could have bought that. You have ordered you have ordered small quantities from Custom Inc. for Playfest in high school that you could have gotten this together faster than they would have been able to. You are right, yes. And um, the jackets were so cool. I watched a whole video about them. So they're so each jacket had the player's name on it. They had a very specific design to the actual jacket. They had very they had standard patches, so you know that that's the go the you know top twenty five jacket. But each player, there were several very custom, specific, individualized patches for each player. So the designers, like, crammed and watched all these women's highlight clips and found things. So it would say, like, first MVP of the first Commissioner's Cup game was one of the patches. There were other patches for other highlights like that, like top scorer, things like They had like three or four patches that were individualized for them. They were, they are so cool. I'm going to post that video. It was very awesome. Cool. Um, so you think we should be able to buy it or at least some version Something that is right. I mean, it could be like a T-shirt that just like has the basketball patch on the sleeve, just like the jacket does. Maybe it could have like, um, you know, it had like it had black and orange and that ivoryish white stripes on it. It could have been like that. But no, we could have. You you leave a concert at at jones beach and there's a guy in the parking lot with giant garbage bags full of knockoff t-shirts for whatever concert you just went to see and we can't get t-shirts that say like um you know finals the the two the two teams in the finals we can't get that you i I mean i haven't looked into this i looked on the wnba page you can't get finals stuff i looked on the wnba page and i don't see anything okay that i mean that's pretty crazy you would expect that you would be able to get I, that, I right? just looked today because i was like is there or isn't there and i didn't I, see anything i would assume that once we have a champ there will be champ merchandise there better be um 
And I would also assume that we'd get some like specific DT goat merchandise at some point. There is um, some of that on the but, on the Mercury page. Uh-huh. But more so like following the um Olympics kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um anyway. Okay. Uh the Atlanta Dream hired mm-hmm. a new coach. Yep. Uh someone who can hopefully uh calm the waters of everything mm-hmm. that has been going on with them this year. Uh, they hired Tanisha Wright. Mm-hmm. She's a 14-year WNBA vet. She played with the Storm, the Liberty, and the Lynx over her career. She won a title with the Storm in 2010. Um, and then at the end of her coaching career, I mean, at the end of her playing career, she did some coaching at the college level. And then in uh, she retired in 2019. The next year, she became an assistant coach with the Aces and was with them for the last two years. And then now she's being hired to be the head coach of the Atlanta Dream. And most importantly, she's from Pittsburgh. Ah, uh, yes, of course. She Sorry that I not, didn't throw that in there. She grew up not far from Kennywood Park, which is the amusement park that I went to every year of my life. Very nice. And she went to mm-hmm. Penn State, I believe. Is that right? She did. That is correct. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, you know, hopefully she can uh, she can calm the waters there and... Yeah. Uh, Turn that turn that situation around. Well, you know, they unfortunately didn't really have a coach this year because mm-hmm. their coach quit right at the beginning. Then they had an assistant coach who midway through he stepped down for, you know, whatever reasons. And then they had someone else. So they didn't even have consistency, let alone. I'm not saying any of those coaches or interim coaches weren't good coaches, but like there wasn't even consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, that's absolutely. That's one of the most important factors. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been some discussion um, at the at the top exec level about ex- or there were questions asked about expansion and what the commissioner said that they're looking into it over the in the 2022 season they're hoping to have some more in-depth announcements or talks but what they're looking at is the algorithm between um, looking at places that are popular that the WNBA is popular there where there's good merch sales and where there's division one basketball. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're also looking into, cause all the players and all the coaches hate single elimination. So they're looking into in three to five years, possibly changing it to a three game. In the first round. Yeah. Instead of the single elimination, or mm-hmm. I guess in the second round too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Yeah. This fan, mm-hmm too is is on that train. this fan yeah mm-hmm. um they also as part of that announcement talked about uh the frustration of having to move playoff games yes out of out of their regular home arenas mm-hmm. that happened to phoenix mm-hmm. um this this playoffs that yes. there's other event whether it's nba events or concerts or concerts. something else that happens mm-hmm. in the building mm-hmm that, you know, that doesn't happen to any other professional sport. Professional sports mm-hmm. always take precedence. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of ridiculous. And and hopefully that will and that will never happen again. But mm-hmm. I don't know how these how long these things take. Anything else, WNBA? Mm-mm. There's uh, the game two is tonight. Mm-hmm. Any predictions for tonight? Mercury. Mercury tie it up. I think so, too. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna win by fifteen. 
Um, okay, that's we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did you see Diana Trussi when they gave her the um, goat? They gave her a little onesie for the baby that said like "Future Goat" or something. Yes, yes, it was I did. So cute. That was a nice touch. Yeah, clearly they were able to whip that yeah. one up pretty quick. Yeah, but. Uh-huh. Uh, and if I'm wrong about it, you'll look into merch. And if I'm wrong, I'll you know apologize. Whatever, but you can you can fact check me. I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff all the time. But no, I'll I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Let's move into the NBA. Somehow, the NBA season is starting before our next episode. Before we record that our next is episode, unbelievable. Just, just ridiculous. The NBA season starts on Tuesday, October 19th, mm-hmm. with, a, I think, just two games then. Um, and then off we go. Mm-hmm. Insane. Um, Kyrie Irving, uh, the Nets have announced that he will not be playing or practicing at all with the team until he can be a full participant, meaning someone who can play home games mm-hmm. as well. Um, so he's not going to be like a halftime, you know, just plays away games. He's He will not be playing with the Nets until he gets vaccinated or until mandates change. So uh, we'll see. There was also n- kind of news out this week that said he's not anti-vax necessarily, but he doesn't like that people are getting fired for ha- for not getting the vaccination. Are, are, I've always been someone who stands up for Kyrie. Yeah. But are any of us surprised that he's being difficult? No. 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 It's it, it's like in his nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you know, I think on one hand this is, you know, this is obviously disappointing for the Nets. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. They'd rather have him. Mm-hmm. But this announcement from them I think, you know, shuts some of that drama out at least for now. It's just mm-hmm. a final decision. There doesn't have to be discussion throughout the season of like, you know, is it fair that he's only playing half the games? It's just, you know, he's just not going to be on the team until something changes. So, um, you know, unfortunate situation. We talked multiple weeks about, you know, how we feel about everything, but that's just the latest news. Um, I do have something crazy, Mom. Uh-oh. Something something unexpected? Unexpected. You've never heard of this before. Okay. We have Ben Simmons news. What? Who's Ben Simmons? I've never heard that name before. He apparently showed up out of nowhere in Philly. What? They didn't know he was coming. Apparently, according to reports, Daryl Morey got a text that said, Ben is outside the building. <laughs> Somebody let him in. Yeah. They're like, he so wasn't, he, he's not been here for practice. He did not get his new ID badge to get into the building. Somebody somebody's got to go. Yeah. Somebody buzz him in. Yeah. That was, that was the report. So he, he showed up in Philly. He took his required COVID tests. He passed his physical. So he's technically cleared to rejoin the team and start practicing mm-hmm. playing with them. The reports are that he will not be doing those things, but he him and his camp thinks that by him reporting to Philly that maybe he will stop losing all that money. Mm-hmm. You know, this is un- an, unprecedented, an unprecedented situation. There have been holdouts. There have been players that have requested trades before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But this this situation where a player is just willing to just completely sit out the season, or at least has said that they are, um, has never happened. Mm-hmm. I have I have a, I have some conflicting thoughts on this. Okay. One is I understand I, I'm I'm somebody that likes player empowerment. I think the players should have the right to decide where they want to play and shouldn't get you know too much flack for it. And I also understand that in most other professions in this world. If you are an elite person at whatever you do and you want to go work in Los Angeles and Los Angeles wants you and they're willing to pay you millions of dollars to go do whatever it is that you do, you're most of the time able to quit your job no matter what kind of contract you signed and just go out there and go work at that law firm or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I do understand that. Now, of course, in sports, there has to be balance people can't just you know quit on their teams and just go join another team because you know otherwise we would just have the los angeles new york and miami teams just win every year because all the best players would just go there and that's it um but also if you're going to take this hard stance and you're going to say we're not showing up we're willing to forego all the salary we want out of philadelphia we will not play another game and then as soon as you find out that you're going to face consequences for that, then you decide, oh, no, wait, let me talk to the league. Let me actually show up and see if there's a loophole here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. You got to make a decision one way or the mm-hmm. other. That's right. So, right. you know, if you're going to make these big announcements, your team is going to say he doesn't want to play with Joel Embiid. He doesn't want to play another game as a sixer. He wants out. He's willing to sit out the whole season. Then stick by it. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Mm-hmm. I I hear you. Do you disagree with anything? I don't. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page then. I, I don't disagree. But you don't fully agree? No, I don't. I, I fully agree with everything you said. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know okay. where I stand on this, is okay. what I'm saying. Like, I'm kind of, I, I usually, I'm an opinionated person. I don't uh-huh. know if you know that about me. Yes, I do. I am, yes. An, uh-huh. I am an opinionated person. So I usually have an opinion about things. And on this one, I'm I'm a little flip floppy. And would that's like upsetting this, to me. Yeah. I would just like for this to be over. Mm-hmm. I would just so like So we for don't have us, to keep saying his name. Right. Just whatever trade is inevitably inevitably gonna happen, just to go through mm-hmm. and we can have our talks about that and then move on. <laughs> um speaking or uh, similar to the WNBA's top 25 because it was their 25th season this year it is the nba's 75th season this year so they are revealing their 70 top 75 list we've talked about this before mm-hmm. they did a they did a 50 and a 25 copycats <laughs> yes um but uh they just said it was go- at first they just said it was going to be announced sometime this season now they've announced specific dates so the mm-hmm. the i think the 75 through 50 players are going to be announced on the 19th mm-hmm. on opening night and then the next day, the next 25, and the next day, the the top 25. So they're already ranked. It sounds like it, okay. yes. Um, well, may, I don't know. I had assumed that, but may, maybe they're they're just unveiling them in, in groups. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I feel we'll like if you're, I feel like on, I feel like it would have to be ranked, but I don't know. Um, okay. But. Uh, I, I didn't realize this was happening this soon, but I am going to make my own top 75 list. Oh, okay. 
that I will hopefully be done with before the 19th. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I can post that on our social media and we can see how many they got wrong. Oh, Uh, boy. (laughs) Any other basketball news for this week? I don't think so. Okay, let's move into our movie review of Airbud. You were so excited for this movie. I was. I just realized the paper that I took all my notes on for the movie is sitting over there. So I'll, I'm just going to wing it. It's fine. Do you want to, it's, you just pointed not far from where you are. I've been in your apartment. It's not that You know, big. this huge just, one bedroom apartment just, that I live in. Do you in just want to, just want to reach it up there and, and okay, get it? Stall, stall for a second. You got it. That you were going, you were going to go without that paper that I couldn't even get through the first verse of the Jeopardy song, and you were able to get it. Yes. And also, you need notes for this. I have, I have some thoughts and things that I had to remember. Yeah. All right. You were so excited about this movie. I was. How old were you the last time you saw it? Um, I would say younger than 10, I would guess. And did it hold up? Uh, there were a lot of, there was a lot of, I'll say this. I could have sworn that Airbud Buddy was on the, like on the basketball team for much longer. Mm. Okay. He really only played in the final game, which didn't yeah. happen until the last like 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn like that was the whole premise that like early on in the movie, you know, what? There's a dog on the team? How is that possible? And then the rest of the movie is just him, you know, leading uh-huh. the team. But yeah. it really wasn't. It was really, he, he wasn't on the team until the last game. No. Um, so that that was that was different for me. Okay. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, basically, it's this, this stray dog. I mean, he had an owner, but there's problems with that. Um, and this kid finds him and they become best friends and they find out the dog can play basketball and Mm -hmm. then the dog goes on to play basketball and there's conflict Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that, that's the movie. And then, and then of course this movie created many sequels and spinoffs. Like Airbud, 50 of them. I don't know. Airbud plays all the sports and then Airbud has puppies as well that then mm-hmm. go on to play sports and have superpowers and save the world and have Christmas and stuff like that. So. Yes, but sadly, the star of the first movie passed away. Yes, he did. Yes. Not, not far was, into this. Yeah, not far into this franchise. So he was playing himself. Yes. Well, uh, this you is, know, that basketball players do that. That's right. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, he, he, this, it was a real dog that had some skill at basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and his owner created this Airbud thing, I think started mm-hmm. as like a book and then, uh, created this movie. And unfortunately, buddy, as you said, passed away after the first one, but mm-hmm. the legend of Airbud lives on. Mm-hmm. This, this movie made $27.8 million. Is that a lot or a little? It's a, I mean, I don't know in the grand scheme of the whole world of movies, but I feel like $27.8 million is a lot of movie, a lot of money. And I think it only cost, quote unquote, only cost $3 million to make. Okay. So that's, a, if I'm doing my math correct, that's a profit. And I'm thinking that about two and a half million of that was on stuff they had to knock over and ruin. There was a lot of that. There yes. was a lot, a lot of that. Food and paint and ladders and and uh flower 
things. I don't even know. Yeah, somehow this this dog that was coordinated enough to play basketball <laughs> was also clumsy enough to cause chaos. So chaos everywhere. Yeah, yeah. From the start, and you know what I noticed, and who knows if this was meant to be, but there were a lot. There was a lot of yellow in this movie. There was a hmm. yellow bird that was that was at the beginning for some reason, and then later on popped up again. The flyer to try out for the team was yellow. Air Bud was yeah. Air Buddy was yellow. There was a lot of yellow in this. Movie. So what? Why? What do you think the symbolism is? I don't know. Maybe okay. a, I, I don't. I'm not a film buff. I don't know, but I just noticed it. I feel like yellow often represents like sunshine, hope. happiness, hope. hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The director of this also directed A Dog's Way Home, Dolphin Tale, and Dolphin Tale 2. This guy knows what he's what he's good at. So, mm-hmm. um, and one of my notes was that it takes a long time to get into the premise, kind of like what I said. Mm-hmm. That like we don't actually figure out that Airbud can play basketball until pretty far into the movie. Mm-hmm. Before that, it's just a it's just like a dog movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I also couldn't remember if this is one of those... There's, like, three genre of animal movies. One is this one where it's more realistic of just, like... There's just, like, the dog, you know. And then there's also the one where we hear the dogs speaking, but with voiceover. We don't actually see their mouths moving. Mm -hmm. And then there's the third version of, like, they CGI it so the mouths are actually Mm -hmm. moving. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was... Yeah, we did not get to hear Airbud's thoughts on anything. No, but there is one movie or a series of movies in the franchise where we do there is a voiceover person hmm. in the airbud franchise not in this one airbud learns how to speak english um, i'm looking it up keep talking about everything you have in your notes yeah um great bath song splish splash i was taking a bath mm-hmm. classic so good um this is a common theme that we've seen in a lot because a lot of these movies take place in middle school or high school. Uh, it's not what bullying looks like of what we see in these Mm-mm. movies. Maybe it was Mm-mm. in 1997 when this movie came out, Mm-mm. but I don't think so. Uh, you know, it's the popular, cool basketball kid, you know, goes like just in front of everybody, just outwardly makes fun of the loser mm-hmm. kid, pushes mm-hmm. him down, physical, you know, knocks his books over, that sort of thing. Calls him names. Right. You know, mm-hmm. gets his buddies to to laugh at things. No. Mm-hmm. Bullying, the the cool guy is nice, or at least pretends to be nice right. to the nerd, and then goes and laughs with their friends mm-hmm. behind the back. Mm-hmm. That's what bullying is. But that's, mm-hmm. that's just uh, something that I had. Um, the bully's dad was a bully to the bully. Yes. Which is something, again, something we often see in these movies because the, if the kid, if the bully is a kid, they have to be re- redeemed in some right. way. Right, So they have to have a reason why they're a bully. And I don't think we see that in real life always. I think what we see, I think often the bully's parent is a bully, but not to the kid. Yeah. Just just as an example. Right, they learn from that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, just say... The- Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. The co- the coach was bullying the, the bowl cut kid. Yeah. Like physically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It got really dark at one point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, sort of on that, a uh, very impressive lighting system in this gymnasium. They had spotlights. Mm-hmm. They had just really 
really cool stuff they had going mm-hmm. on. Um, I did like the invisible ball yeah. uh, thing. I feel like a, a lot of these, you know, montages, we see the same kind of thing. Got to condition yourself. Run back and forth on the court. Otherwise, you'll never, be a, yeah, you'll never be a great basketball player, all that stuff. But we've never mm-hmm. seen an invisible ball. That probably appealed to the theater guy in you. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It was um, Tom Everett Scott who voiced him. Tom Everett Bud- Scott. Mm-hmm. In I don't know Air who that Buddies is. and Snow Buddies. Tom, Tom Everett Scott, you should do. I, maybe I know guy, the face. Guy the- Patterson. That thing you do. Oh okay. my God. Okay, time for a rewatch of that one. Well, Dad's going to be so disappointed in you when he listens to this podcast. I, wow. I, I honestly think the last time I saw that thing you do might have been also when I Tom, was less than 10. Tom Hanks is going to be disappointed in you too. I'm going to write him a letter and tell him. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I didn't think that this kind of movie was going to end in a courtroom custody battle, <laughs> but it did. Uh-huh. Just interesting. Um, uh, when... So when, uh, what was his name? Cheney? Yeah, the, the coach. The second coach? Yeah, but I when he was, Yeah. You know, when, when before he was coach and they were going to hold private tryouts for more kids, he snuck the flyer about it into, I don't even know what the kid's name is in this movie. I couldn't, Josh. That's, a, that's like the kid's name in every movie. Yeah. Anyway. He snuck, he snuck it into the kid's locker without the actual coach knowing. And when he shows up, the coach says to him, the, the bully coach says, sees the flyer. Where'd you get that? And the kid says, it was in my locker. And the coach says, well, it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> if I was like an 11-year-old kid, I'd go, oh, bye, and, <laughs> and run out the door. He's like, well, I'm here now, so let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And the, it's so weird because like, it starts out with that first coach being like, hey, kid, why don't you be the manager, you know? Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's going to be like the the nice mentor character mm-hmm. of like, you know, he's he's looking out for this kid. He wants him to be involved. Mm-hmm. And then turns out he's this like abusive bully coach. So mm-hmm. what else did you have? I have a question for you. Okay. Hope I can answer it. I don't know if you're going to answer it honestly. Did you cry when you were watching this? Um, while I was watching this, Lauren was making someone, something with onions in the kitchen. I don't Mm. know what happened, but (laughs) yeah. So there there were some, there were some tears. There was, there was some moistness going on. I was watching and I was like, oh, Jack's crying during this part. Jack's definitely (laughs) crying during this part. It was, it would, there were, it might've been the most touching movie that we've watched. There were definitely some like nice, wholesome moments. And Mr. Noodle was in it, the second Mr. Noodle. There were two Mr. Noodles on Sesame Street. And the villain in this was one of the Mr. Noodles. Oh, the clown? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know the third Mr. Noodle. But, um, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm-mm. Okay, how did you rank this? I don't know. You go first this time. I gave it a four. Which yeah, I was, definitely, I was definitely thinking less than uh, Celtic Pride, definitely. Yeah, I think less than Celtic Pride, but I know you hated I'm, blue chips, so. I did hate blue chips. I would give this a three. A three. So three and a half, that makes it our 20th 
Yeah. So it's, yeah, right where I put it, mm -hmm. uh, in between Celtic Pride and Blue Chips. Mm -hmm. um, okay, cool. What is next week? Next week is a movie called The Basket. It has that an actor named Karen Allen in it. And I'm saying that because when I was Googling, when I saw this list of movies and one of them was called The Basket, I Googled it, couldn't find it. But when I Googled The Basket with Karen Allen, then I found it. Okay. So mm -hmm. watch that between now and then. All right, let's get into our last segment of the day, which is going to be our NBA season predictions. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. I texted you yesterday and I was like, we're not going to have another episode <laughs> before the season starts. So we have to do our predictions. We have to do this. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we're going to give, just like we did in our, I think our first episode ever, and just like okay. we did the episode right before the WNBA season started, we're giving our awards predictions and then our semifinalists and finals predictions. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the big one, MVP. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Mm -hmm. Un undisputed. Undisputed. You think mm -hmm. he's going to be a unanimous MVP? Unanimous. Wow. He'll be only the second in league history. Okay, cool. Cool. Who was the um, first? Uh, Steph Curry. Mm, I believe in 2015. Sense. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it should have been LeBron James, and it actually before that should have been Shaq, but it's fine. Um, I am going with Joel Embiid. Hmm. He's on my list, too. I, I think he will pretty clearly not be playing with Ben Simmons this mm -hmm. season. There might be a trade where he gets somebody else, but I think they're going to be pretty good, and he's going to look, be looked at as like, oh, he's going at this alone. So I think the narrative goes well for him. Yeah. I, I had trouble not picking Luka. My sleeper pick mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is Jason Tatum of the Celtics. I just want to put that out there. I know I, I don't get credit if he actually wins because I'm picking Joel Embiid, but mm -hmm. I do just want to put that on record. Okay. Um, okay. Next, let's do Rookie of the Year. I'll go first with this one. Good. Um, and I'm going with Evan Mobley of the Cleveland Ugh. Cavaliers. You too? No. Oh, okay. I have two on my list. I have Jalen Green and I have Kate Cunningham. And I couldn't figure out which one to pick. So I actually wrote whichever one Jack doesn't pick. <laughs> and you didn't pick either of them. No, I didn't. I, All right, I I'm went. gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jalen Green then. I'm sorry. Go back to you. You can explain yours. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Yeah, Evan Mobley, Cleveland Cavaliers. He was the third pick. Those for two guys were the f number one and number two picks. I think he's the most NBA ready rookie based on what I've heard. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen some interviews. It seems like he has a really good mindset going in, um, and I personally think that he's going to be on a pretty good team. Whereas I think Detroit and Houston, Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham are going to be pretty bad. Um, so I think that bodes well for Evan Mobley. But you're going with Jalen Green of Houston. Yes. Okay, cool. He thinks so. He certainly thinks he'll he'll be Rookie of the Year. Well, and it's I think be he has the best odds. Yes. He does, but people think that Cade Cunningham might be like a sleeper winner. Mm -hmm. Like he's good enough to be a winner. It's not like nobody would expect him to be a winner, but everyone's expecting Jalen Green. So people are like, well, you know, actually. Okay, cool. All right, let's move over to what do you want to do next? I don't care. Defensive player of the year, you're first. Okay, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. Good pick. Thanks. Just I just like his name. Also, he's, he's the he's a, and 
you know, jazz feels like, you know, feels French. <laughs> yeah, Utah, you know. <laughs> he's also the best post defender since 2016. Or he's been the best post defender every year since 2016. Something. I wrote down notes that said something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an incredible defender. Um, mm-hmm. He has, I, I think he's won it before. Did he win it this year? I don't, I don't remember. Um, but I'm going with the same person that I picked last season who did not win in Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, the team as a whole, their defense took a hit based on all the new acquisitions and players leaving. And so I think he's going to have to really be the anchor for that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think he's really motivated going into the season. He had an off year last year. He was injured a lot. He bulked up this year. The Lakers have something to prove. So Anthony Davis. All right. Okay, sixth man of the year. I'm going with a little surprise here. He was not on any of the top, you know, top 10 lists that I saw for this award. Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an awesome rookie year. He had mm-hmm. a disappointing sophomore year last year. I think I always like to bet on, I, I don't actually bet, but I like to bet on people who had down years the previous year because I think there's, you know, motivation to come back and, and be much better. I do think he's going to come off the bench because the Heat have a lot of new acquisitions. Um, and this award often, not all the time, but often goes to players who are pure scorers. Uh, Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson, and that's what he is. So I'm going mm-hmm. Tyler Hero. I'm going with Patty Mills. Patty Mills, great pick. Brooklyn Nets, yeah. And I'm going with Patty Mills because I think Kyrie is stubborn enough to really not play much this year. And because Kyrie's that stubborn, somebody else is taking that person's place, and that person would typically be the sixth man, and so Patty Mills is going to end up being the sixth man. Okay. I didn't make I didn't make that up. But okay. That was the story I liked the most. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Either way, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Most improved. You're up first. I I picked Michael Porter Jr. and I think I did that because I think he was on my fantasy team last year. Okay. Good pick. Mm-hmm. He's he. Uh, when I saw, I was looking at odds today for all of these mm-hmm. awards. He's uh, he was I think second or third mm-hmm. for this. Um, so yeah, definitely poised to have that kind of year. I'm going with Lonzo Ball of the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a new team. He's got better players around him than he had last year. He's still young, so still improving every year. Um, and his coach, Billy Donovan, has had success with point guards in the past. All and right. he's, a, he's his new coach this year. So I'm, I'm betting on all of that. All right, coach of the year, I'm going first. And I'm going with Steve Nash mm-hmm. of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They're going to be so good this year. They're going to be mm-hmm. just so, so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not picking anybody else to win any of the awards. So I think they have, the voters are going to be like, I have to, you know, we have to award them with something. They were the mm-hmm. best team. So I think it goes to Steve Nash. And they're, and they're like, Jack didn't award them with anything else. So we, the official voters, have to pick Steve Nash. Well, they're, the voters are going to vote how I voted. So they're going to be uh-huh. thinking the same thing that I do. Yeah. All right. I'm going with Eric Spolstra, Spolstra, mm-hmm. because that's what everybody says is going to win. Okay, cool. I don't know anything about coaching, so. He, he's one of the best coaches, definitely. Okay. Um, okay. Who is in your Western Conference Finals? Lakers and Clippers. Good pick on the first one. Not good on Although, the second one? 
although last year you had them you had them i think losing in the first or second round and i was like how dare you and then they lost in the first round so Mm -hmm. so pay attention Um, okay uh and i have the lakers and the suns Mm -hmm. in the western finals Mm -hmm. um Okay, and now in my Eastern Finals, unsurprisingly, I have the Nets, mm-hmm. and I have the reigning champs, the Bucks. Yeah, me too. Okay, those are the only. Cool. That's the only two options, I think. Okay, and then who's going to win each of those series to go on to the finals? The Nets. Okay. And the Lakers. Good picks. I surprise, surprise. I have the same two, mm-hmm. and the winner will be the Nets. Obviously, they're going to crush the Lakers. The I, my head tells me to agree with you, but I, ha- I, I can't not pick the Lakers. I have. What? Well, are you kidding me? What? Every time, every time we do a family um, ballot for who's going to win the Tonys or the Oscars, you do research and we vote with our hearts and you win every year. And we're like, oh, you're just like a machine with your voting. You don't even care. And you're like, well, I want to win. So I'm going with my head. And here, no, it's with your heart. LeBron James isn't in any of those movies. And also, if I don't pick the Lakers and then they win, mm-hmm. that I, I don't know how I would live with myself. Mm. So I just I have to just put my belief in them, in my boy, until, you know, until I am proved otherwise. As I said, he's, for the first time in a decade, not the best player in the league going in. Mm-hmm. But they have Anthony Davis, they have Russell Westbrook, they have a great team around them. So uh, it, picking the Lakers in a tough, tough, tough seven-game series over the Nets. But that is all I got. All right. I have to say something very important to note is that LeBron's now wearing the headband again. So all bets are off. He's going to destroy. And he's wearing number six, too. Yeah. So Miami Braun is back. We'll see. He is turning 37 in a couple months. So, <laughs> That's it for episode 40. Send in questions, comments, movie thoughts, and guest suggestions to familycourtvision at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at famcourtvision. And don't forget to like subs- and subscribe, subscribe on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other places. Five-star five review on those things. Up oh, and uh, Apple Podcasts. I you will will I see. see? Oh, we will see you next week. We will see you next week on Family Court Vision, <laughs> the mother of all basketball podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>